Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, happy Friday there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show, and thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, and today we have a gentleman who's going to join us and talk about his concerns. Yes, some of Cody's concerns, and they had to do with the GOP not playing enough offense. But first, we're going to go ahead and give a shout-out to today's sponsor, and that is the amazing group that is Young Americans for Liberties. Guys, I want to tell you about this opportunity to jump headfirst into a liberty movement and make some real impact, and that is with Young Americans for Liberty, who is currently recruiting campaign field staff to help elect pro-liberty candidates across the country as part of Operation Win at the Door. These principal candidates are dedicated to fighting for gun rights, keeping our troops home, parental rights and education, criminal justice reform, ending our senseless spending, and many other winning liberty policies. And when I say winning, I mean it. Their work speak for itself. These are the, the folks out there who help us pass constitutional carry in Indiana, Texas, and Alabama. They help fight the lockdowns every step, uh, step of the way, all while helping make Liberty win. So if you want to help make a difference and get Liberty candidates elected across the country and be a part of this fight to actually make an impact in our insane political climate in 2022, then you can join one of these campaigns now through November 8th, gas-covered housing, fully provided, and you'll be compensated a total total of $2,800 a month for your work on the campaign trail. Sound interesting? Head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash Y-A-L to apply and make a real change in this country today. That's briannicholsshow.com forward slash Y-A-L. Let's make liberty win one more time. briannicholsshow.com forward slash Y-A-L. All right, folks. Well, with that being said, looking forward to talking about, yeah, getting some liberty folks into office, making Liberty win, but that requires them to be actually playing some offense. Talking about that on Cody's Concerns, Kenny Cody, welcome back to The Brian Nichols Show. Hey, Brian, how are you, brother? Glad to be here. Good to have you back on the show, Kenny, and thank you for uh, obviously fighting the good fight, telling the truth where it so desperately needs to be spoken about, and right now you're doing that over in a nice article you just uh, dropped there over at News uh, Newsmax, not Newsweek, sorry, Newsmax, uh, and that piece was focusing, yes, on a lot of these Republican candidates out there, Kenny, who are they seemingly playing defense when right now it seems like they have nothing but momentum on the offensive side of the ball. Man, I'm in football mode. I don't know if you saw the Bills and the Rams last night. I was in a pool, by the way, uh, with uh, my, my coworkers for the day job. I said, hey, you know what? I can only pick one team per week that I think is going to win, and I get one underdog I'm supposed to pick at least uh, throughout the year. I thought perfect chance for the Rams to be the underdog. Nope, I picked the, uh, the 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 Rams. They lost last night terribly to the Bills. So uh, yeah, that hurt my my pool chances. But uh, hey, I, I see the importance, right? The Bills offense it was potent. Republican offense, where's that, Kenny? Uh, for, unfortunately, for a lot of candidates, not there. Um, you know, I think it's a lot of part due to leadership. I think Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy are kind of dropping the ball when it comes to funding, when it comes to messaging. You know, I mean, at some points that, you know, Republicans have heard for a long time that, you know, Republicans are going on tax cuts. Independent voters have heard for a long time that we're going on tax cuts, we're going on the economy, all that kind of stuff. But there comes a point where you kind of have to 
give people a reason to buy in. I mean, and people know conservatives are usually pretty good with money or at least better at dealing with money than the Democrats are. So we've already won on that issue, but we have to actually sell ourselves, right? I mean, you, you talk about all the time about you have to meet people where they're at and Republicans aren't doing that right now, unfortunately. I, I think there is are good examples out there. You know, I mean, I think Blake Masters is doing a great job in Arizona. I mean, he's a, he's only down two points right now in the Arizona Senate race with against Mark Kelly, you know, a former guy who is a Rothbardian libertarian guy endorsed by the Club for Growth, you know, one of the most conservative candidates in the nation in terms of fiscal responsibility. But he knows how to sell and knows how to message. You know, in, in the article, I talk about how you know, unfortunately, a lot of Republicans kind of forget where the battles are won and kind of how you need to message. Also, um, oh. you know, one of the one of the reasons that um, one of the reasons that I think that uh, for some reason the Masters is succeeding right now is for a perfect example of like abortion. Right. So abortion is a very, 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 very polarizing issue, especially after the Roe v. Wade ruling and the Dobbs ruling. Um, you know, he kind of painted Kelly out to be the extremist. Right. A lot of Democrats are for some reason painting Republicans to be the extremists, how they're anti-women and stuff like that, just because they want to give the power back to the states when it comes to the issue of abortion. But with somebody like Masters, he's saying, look, look, I'm just against late-term abortion. I am against, you know, women being able to make that decision up till birth. You know, that, that, that's, that's barbaric. And Kelly is supportive of an abortion procedure and abortion law that is only second to a place like North Korea or to China. Like, that's the kind of abortion policy he supports. That's not sensible and that's not even in independent or bipartisan. So the way that he phrased that in knowing that Arizona is sort of a swing state and knowing that the messaging needs to be formulated in a different way is very much like the kind of approach that kind of has to be done at this point. Now, most primaries are over. You know, New Hampshire, I think, is one of the last primaries in the, in the election cycle where Republicans are going against Republicans. Now you have to go against Democrats and you have to appeal to independents. You have to appeal to even sort of maybe blue dog Democrats and you have to appeal to moderate Republicans. And Masters, as far right as he is in terms of his political philosophy, the way he is messaging towards Arizona right now is exactly the pathway that uh, Republicans across the nation need to be forming their, their uh, messaging as. Yeah, well, we we talked about this back on, I think it was Wednesday's episode. I had a, an older episode with our good friend Spike Cohen. And we talked about the importance of meeting people where they're at on the issues they care about, right? And in the episode, I talked about, uh, you know, when you look at not just the importance of meeting people on the issues, particularly, but specifically the where they're at part, that means that you have to use the language that they're using, right? So let's let's give a real life example. For my day job, I'm speaking to a different audience than the political audience, the libertarian audience. I'm speaking to technology executives and C-level professionals. So all of a sudden, the language, the the verbiage, it's all changing. And, and the way I approach those conversations, it changes. So the same thing is true when you're trying to meet people on the issues that matter to them and changing not necessarily the principles that you're speaking about, but the way that you're reflecting those ideas on the issues that impact your average person. That's where it's important for us to not get stuck in the idealism and the ideas of liberty and the isms that are in the, the ideas of liberty, but rather to take those ideas and bring them forward to your average person, make the ideas make sense, make them real instead of just being an ism, right? And that's where we'll win is, is when we can take the ideas and make it so your average person can, can easily plug it from idea to real life solution and then see the tangible value of that immediately. And that's where, that's where we're going to win. 
Right. You know, I think that's a, it's a selling point of populism. I know a lot of libertarians and a lot of conservatives hate the idea of populism that kind of associate with Sanders and other people, you know, Patrick Buchanan, whatever. But populism, all populism is, is exactly what you just said. And, and, and many people where they're at, knowing what issues actually matter to people and knowing conservative solutions to questions people may have and problems people may have. You know, I was talking the other day about, you know, how Republicans have always had this issue of talking over people's heads. And I've, and I've always said this too. Republicans are oftentimes looked as the uh, suit and tie people, right? They're always yep. looked at the you know the politicians who are in the Republican Party are the people who are dressed the most professionally, and they're the CEOs, or the, they're the lawyers. And then the Democrat Party, for until very recently, has always been the party of the working people. You know, the working people getting elected. You know, th those the Republicans are the ones who kind of move their way up the ladder and being district leaders and being and then being the chief of staff and then being you know being an intern, being a chief chief of staff, working their way up to being a congressman or placing somebody. And the Democrats have always been the ones who are like union leaders and, and others that are kind of the working class people. And finally, the Republicans, I think, with people like Masters, people like Joe Kent and other businessmen that have been elected, kind of have the idea of, OK, we can be the class. We can be the party of working people as well. I mean, somebody like Joe Kent, who is a, you know, a Green Beret, uh, you know, his, his, uh, his widow got killed when, over overseas. And that's why he is against you know, foreign war. He's a Green Beret himself. Uh, his wife got killed in the military. Well, he, she, he was serving in the military in Syria, I believe. And, you know, he has a reason to be anti-interventionist as a working man. Never been elected before in his life and, you know, ran on that idea and be an incumbent congresswoman who voted for impeachment. You know, so these kinds of people and people like Blake Masters, who, you know, works in big tech and knows how to go against big tech and knows how to message against big tech and sells on a message of you should be able to support a family on a single income. I know that doesn't that doesn't appeal to leftists. Right. That doesn't appeal to the progressive ideology. But with somebody like Masters, it does appeal to like suburban white women and suburban women in general and, and women in general. You know, it, it, people, even men who believe there should be one breadwinner or whether that's the man or the woman, you know, selling that idea is really popular with independents and really popular with suburban areas that are the vast majority of the deciders in elections in Arizona. So knowing those battles and knowing how to message and knowing where you can win. I mean, you, like I've said on this podcast before, you have got to know the battles that you can win. And, you know, Masters is not going to win on bipartisanship. He just more than likely he just isn't. And he's trying to make Kelly out to be an extremist, right? Because Kelly's voted 100 percent line with Joe Biden ever since he's gotten office. So he's able to sell that like, he, you know, first time Kelly campaigned, he campaigned as a bipartisan. He campaigned as a moderate to replace a moderate like, you know, or, or what most people would consider a moderate and John McCain um, in the same way with cinema. Right. But Kelly's voted 100 percent line with Joe Biden. And Blake Masters is like, look, you know, I'm just trying not to be an extremist. I'm trying not to just alienate people and alienate a half of the, you know, half of the population. And Kelly's done that by saying, you know, campaigning as a moderate and campaigning as a bipartisan figure and then ending up being one of the most partisan senators and one of the most partisan legislators in the entire U.S. Congress. So, you know, I, I enjoy Masters. I think he's a great candidate. And it's, but I don't just pick him out because I enjoy him. I mean, if any other candidate was doing it, I think Adam Laxalt is very good at this in Nevada. Uh, somebody who is established in the state and whose grandparents have held office. And he's been the attorney general. He's done a very good job at appealing, even though as a populist, to a being a moderate in a state like Nevada. Uh, Oz is doing better. Uh, he wasn't at first. I don't think he was doing great in just making it all about inflation and everything. And now he's kind of concentrating on Fetterman's lived at home all of his life. He's 
been, you know, a, a recluse, and now he can't even debate because he won't admit that his, you know, his strokes affected his way of being able to politic and won't be honest about that. How can we trust him as a senator? You know, he's getting better at it. So there are people that are getting better, and there are people who can do a lot better. And I think we have to reflect on what we're doing right in campaigns like Laxalt and in campaigns like Blake Masters and apply that to races we need to win. You know, those in like Colorado, those in Ohio, you know, those in Pennsylvania, Georgia, wherever else. We need to make sure that we can actually win in these areas, especially in swing states where independent voters are looking to be appealed to in the way that Masters and other are right now. Sticking in Arizona, um, Carrie Lake, she's running for governor there in Arizona. And I think, you know, just from, yeah, I, I really haven't done too much digging into her, her you know, values, her principles, anything like that. But strictly from a, a messaging standpoint, she knocks it out of the park. She has 22 Absolutely. years in media. She knows what the, the game is and she knows how to play it. And, and with that, she does a phenomenal job of resetting narratives. We talked about this a couple episodes back with Carla Garrick. Um, the importance of not only doing that, but also back to the, the focus of your article, Kenny, over at Newsmax, is the importance of playing offense is not just you know, going ahead and, and diffusing the, the opposing narrative, but then in turn, setting your own narrative, setting your own attack forward. And that's what I thought, you know, she does phenomenally. Who else would you look at across the United States? And you mentioned a few folks out there besides Blake Masters who are running, but anybody else in particular that stands out does a really good job uh, at effectively, not just diffusing narratives, but then actually countering and resetting narratives. I have one that comes to my mind, but I'm curious if you have another one too. Uh, Carrie Lake is gay. Like, like you said, I think I, I tweeted about it the other day. I mean, when she's asked questions by the press is when she her star shines the most because she knows exactly how to handle anchors and how to handle people who are ranking women or whatever, who are asking her questions, journalists, whatever. She knows exactly how they ask questions because she's done it. And, you know, she was a, you know, people who criticize her for being a Democrat as recently as 2016 and things like that. Um, and problem about it is that, that that doesn't work in an area like Arizona that is a swing state itself. I mean, she knows how to appeal to Democrats and appeal to Republicans. And she's using this sort of populist message uh, and the idea of Trump, right? I mean, and you know what, Kenny? And I don't mean to interrupt, but no, the, the fact that she was a Democrat as soon as 2016, that used to, like, Brian 2016, that would have mattered to me. I would have been like, sure. guys, are you kidding me? But right. now... Somebody who's like taking a step to switch from Democrat to Republican as soon as is today, that tells me that they're doing so for a different reason than just it looks politically expedient. They're mm -hmm. doing so because they've seen that, yeah, the, the old Democratic Party, it ain't the Democratic Party they even thought it was, let alone what it actually was. Sorry, continue. Well, oh, yeah, and, and I absolutely agree. I mean, that brings up a great point about the state of Tennessee, right? I mean, when you think Tennessee, you don't think, you know, Swing state, and you don't think Democrat, but just 12 years ago, we turned over the majority in the House from being Democrat to Republican, and we turned over a Democratic governor, Phil Bredesen, to, into Bill Hasm getting elected. And they're turning over, you know, you know, you know, Lamar Alexander been there for a long time, and Bob Corbin been there for a long time. We were like two younger, you know, ver versions of, you know, you know, Haggerty, who is not young, but he's old, you know, a little bit, a little bit older, but has energy. And Marsha Blackburn, who is in her seventies, but has an energetic and anti-establishment attitude, you know, in comparison to the old establishment types like Corker and Alexander. And the way Tennessee's changed just from then. I mean, I know plenty of people in my county. I mean, Bresson won Cock County. You know, at an 80-20 Republican county that we are now, he won Cock County as recently as 2000 and 
2006. Hmm. Um, and I mean, and got 43% here against Blackburn in 2008 to 2018. Yeah. Um, that's, he was the most popular Democrat that Tennessee had ever seen. And somebody who won their elections by 67, you know, he won got 67% of the vote when he was running for governor. And then he gets 42% in, in Tennessee in 2018. And that shows how much the state has changed very quickly. So when somebody says they changed over for being a Democrat Republican, I'm at first, I'm like, great. That's awesome news for us, right? Like somebody who realizes how far left and how government growing the you know the Democratic Party has become, and you know kind of embracing the idea of federal government expansion. You know, not kind of going and uh, I supporting mean, the and FBI. Kenny, really quick like too, could you imagine like if you? I didn't mean to interrupt, but just I, I was thinking this yeah. when you were saying that. But like, if you could imagine somebody being upset that they have a brand new customer, right? <laughs> like that, exactly. that, that's the approach. It's like, we, we yeah. you just spent all the time, energy and effort through your marketing, through your sales, and you get them to actually flip over. And then the first thing you say is, I don't trust you as my new customer. It's just, yeah. it's, it's baffling. Well, it, it, and it's a, in my opinion, like it should be a celebrated thing. I mean, when, when we are doing so either, because one of two things have happened, right? For them to convert over. I mean, there's the there's the bad choices in I can get re- elected in this area as a Republican more likely than a Democrat, whatever. I mean, there's instances like that. But usually when a Democrat switch over to be a Republican, either or either the Democrat has said, I'm not with my party anymore. The party has went far past what I originally had the idea of why I was a Democrat. And then you have the idea of the Republican Party looks so appealing now that they are embracing the working man. You know, they're campaigning on issues that I actually care about. You know, they're 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 doing things like, you know, being anti-war and acknowledging that there's problems with the elite and things like that. Like, you know, that's appealing to a lot of populists. I mean, I, I, people call like Joe Kent before, you know, kind of giving compliment to Bernie Sanders. And really, to me, um, you know, that uh, if that just means that we are playing to the working class a lot more than before. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's 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 weird to me when that's a criticism, because I think it's just to be celebrated as a county chair. You know, it's, it's awesome to me when I see Democrat all time, all time Democrats that have always voted in Democrat primaries, then have went all straight Republican. That means the Democrat Party has done something wrong. The Republican Party has done something right. So people like Lake and Kent and others who are superb on how to appeal to the working class and are superb on the what how to appeal to the general public are the best kinds of Republicans, the best kind of candidates right now. All right, Kenny. Well, we're already getting a hard press for time here. Hard to imagine. It goes fast here on a Friday. But you know what? It's because we've had a busy week, which you know know what? That means that we had a a, a productive week, which I will definitely take as a win. Now, folks, if you are, are getting value from the episodes, you know we ask you to please go ahead and give these episodes a share. But also... I'm going to ask you to do us a favor as well. Now, these episodes, they they are more often than not a labor of love. And, and you know, folks like Kenny uh, joins us here in the show. And, you know, to help keep the lights on, it requires folks like you. So if you want to go ahead and help uh, support The Brian Nichols Show, well, you can go ahead and do so over at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support. And there's two things you can do. Number one, you can become a super fan. $5 a month, you get access to our Patreon, which is uh, we have monthly one-on-ones with yours truly. We'll do some Q&As as well. But also, if you want to go ahead and uh, just support the show once, $5, $10, $100, I don't care, whatever it can be. 
everything goes right back in here into the program and it goes uh, right back into helping us have folks on the show like Kenny and, uh, you know, folks like we had yesterday. We had Chris Rusa on Mono, who is running for Congress out in New Jersey as a big L libertarian and all 580 plus other episodes of the program. So, yeah, every little bit helps. So, folks, if you would be interested in helping us uh, grow here at the show, well, I would greatly appreciate it. So, one more time, BrianNicholsShow.com forward slash support. And, of course, please support our sponsors uh, today, Young Americans for Liberty, Operation Win at the Door. We also have some other great sponsors like, I don't know, Blood of Tyrants Wine. Kenny's a big fan of that, right, Kenny? In the world of wine, there are so many choices, and that's why Blood of Tyrants Wine has tyrants losing their heads. Whether you're looking for a new go-to at home or want to impress your friends at a party, Blood of Tyrants Wine has you covered. And if you're trying to get rid of some pesky tyrants in your life, well, we've got that covered too. Head to briannicholshow.com forward slash wine and get $5 off your order. One more time, briannicholshow.com forward slash wine. Free men don't ask permission, so take a sip. You'll be glad you did. Oh, yes. Uh, Blood of Tyrants is simply me some good wine especially to enjoy with steak and things like that um i've still got one more bottle that i'm gonna work on over here next month i think uh so it's they, they were great i mean it's just a, it's a very good wine and it's it's very light to be to be a stout wine i know it sounds weird to be a stout wine it's very light but I, it's great tasting i enjoyed i enjoyed it very much see i don't drink anymore folks so you're gonna have to listen to kenny on this and trust his uh his guidance and he's said nothing but positive reviews thus far so uh, and by the way, Kenny's uh, sentiments, they're not rare. I've actually been hearing from folks all across, not just the Liberty world, but beyond that, the Blood of Tyrants wine is A+. And also, it's got a pretty darn cool name. So I head over to briannicholshow.com forward slash sponsors, and you can go ahead and support. Actually, no, it's forward slash wine. There you go, forward slash wine. And uh, you can go ahead and get your own uh, bottle of Blood of Tyrants wine. But make sure you use code TBNS at checkout for $5 off. All right, Kenny, with that being said, final thoughts for the audience this uh, this Friday, this week. What do you got for us? Uh, just, uh, you know, to Republicans that, you know, are dooming over elections, you know, it's it's September, so don't be too uh, disconfident yet. Um, you know, the article wasn't to say Republicans are doomed, and the article wasn't to say, you know, we need to worry about, you know, elections. I just want, you know, good examples to be good examples, right? I, I, I just want a good example such as Masters or somebody like Lake and Kent who formulate if you know phrasing and messaging in the correct way i want them to be able to concentrate on what is you know kind of correlate with people you know many people where they're at no battles you can win those are all populist sentiments at least to me that a lot of these republicans need to embrace i mean we've heard we know inflation is bad right like we know inflation's bad we know taxes are bad gas prices are up yep we got that now you got to find what what else matters to people because we've been doing the same thing over and over again month 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 month, month no matter what and now we have to concentrate and say what is actually mattering to people currently now if that's inflation if that's gas prices then hit on that but if somebody is like like mark kelly is calling you an extremist when he is for the up, up to term abortion then attack him on that right just like masters has or whatever your opponent is doing is people like oz attacking fetterman for you know living off his parents till he's 50 years old attack that he should be a u.s senator if he's doing that so knowing where you can win at knowing the battles you can win, knowing where your opponents are weak at and where you're not playing defense. You're actually going on offense and promoting Republican values or pouring libertarian values and not defending yourself. When you start defending yourself, that's when you lose and you have to play the offense and sell your point is to defend your point. So to me, if any political candidate or anybody who's in politics, don't, if the first time you start defending your position is when you've really lost. So go on the offense and promote your position about why your solutions and why your values matter to people. And that's when you're going to be able to win. 
Here, here. And you know what? I, I really don't have anything further to add uh, beyond. At the end of the day, folks, you're not selling an idea. You're not selling a, a service or a product. We're, we're selling change. We're trying to get somebody to move from their comfortable status quo to a different solution. And it requires us to help get them outside of their comfort zones. And, and it doesn't happen overnight. For the political sale, it can take days, weeks, months, and years. I've seen folks I've been working on now for well over a couple of years, and you're just starting to see a little bit of the, the cracks in the armor versus there are some folks that are in our target market that are specifically open to hearing a different way of doing things. And it might take them a couple of days or a week to actually get on board. So back to Kenny's point too, it's a matter of uh, knowing your market and, and making sure you're meeting those specific people where they're at on the issues they care about as well. So with that being said, Kenny, Cody, it's always a blast having you on here, my friend. Where can folks go ahead and find you to want to continue the conversation? But also, where can they go ahead and read this banger over at Newsmax? Uh, yeah, so you can read on my Twitter. Uh, you can go either go to Newsmax.com and just type in Kenny Cody. My archives are there. Um, you can get on my Twitter and look at uh, the links that I usually post. I usually post the most recent article at the top of my Twitter page and my pinned tweet. Um, you can also find me on townhall.com. You can find me on uh, Twitter usually. Uh, I'm actually the Southern Regional Director for the Republicans for National Renewal now, so I'm doing some work for them over at that organization. Uh, so you'll be seeing a lot more of my stuff and a lot more of their work uh, through the South, hopefully here over the next few months. Months. Um, so yeah, just uh, mainly social media. Yeah, KDC uh, third at uh, at Instagram, Kenny Cody on Facebook, and at Kenny Cody on Twitter, and you'll be able to see most of my stuff from there. And be looking out, you know, going to help to do some big things over the next year. Awesome, and folks, we'll make that really easy for you too. If you're on the podcast version of the show, all you got to do is click the podcast uh, catcher uh, artwork. It'll bring you right to BrianNicholsShow.com, where you can find today's episode, all 580 other episodes. Plus, you'll find all of uh, Kenny's social media links, his entire bio, and uh, you can find all those great links over at Town Hall and Newsmax there as well. Plus, you can find the entire transcript of today's episode, and also you'll see that we have the video version of the program. Head over to either YouTube or over on Odyssey. Either way, just make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button and little notification bell so you're not missing a single time we have an awesome episode like our conversation here with Kenny go live. And uh, other than that, folks, by the way, I mentioned it earlier, but did you catch my conversation yesterday with Chris Russomano where we talked about, yeah, it, enough is enough. It's time for us to end the wars. Uh, what was it? End the wars, end the uh, Fed, and then uh, bring, yeah, end the Fed, and then uh, civil rights. That was the main focus. I had to get my own episodes right. Either way, I'll make it easy for you. I'll include that right here below for you on YouTube. Just click there. I'll bring you right over. And then uh, if you want to go ahead and check that out again over on the podcast version, go to BrianNicholsShow.com. You can check out all 580 plus episodes. All right. With that being said, thanks for joining us, folks. It's Brian Nichols signing off here for Kenny Cody. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. Enjoying the audio version of the show? Then you'll love our YouTube channel. Be sure to head over there and subscribe. And if you're new to The Brian Nichols Show, be sure to head to your favorite podcast catcher and click download all unplayed episodes so you don't miss one of our nearly 500 episodes that will be sure to leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. If you got value from today's episode, can you do me a favor and head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash support and leave us a $5 donation. And by the way, have you given the show a five-star review yet? If not, head to Apple Podcasts and tell folks why you listen to the program and don't 
don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe too. Follow me on social media at B Nichols Liberty. And again, if you'd be so kind, please consider making a donation to The Brian Nichols Show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network.